where they have succeeded very well as well was to contain divisions within the party. There's always been worry. Uh, you, you've had a faction challenging Mr. Malema's leadership and uh, the central command and so forth. But they've been able to contain that. And I think that uh, they've done better than COPE in a sense that uh, they've taken the percentage that they got in the 2014 general election and used it very efficiently. I mean, le- le- to be honest, if you compare what the EFF has done in parliament compared to other opposition parties that were there, you realize that the EFF actually did bring a breath of fresh air. They did change the course of parliament and I think that uh, the only thing they can be worried about for them now is to try to grow and add their growth on the margin. I don't think, of course, that they will be in charge in 2019, Stephen, but I do think that they are very good in uh, uh, actually mobilizing within the public discourse. They've got a very disproportionate presence in the public discourse. You wouldn't imagine we are talking about a party, a party that has got about 7% of the votes, but their voice is so loud and they managed to sustain this and I think they've been successful in capturing the imagination of South Africans and they've pushed for much deeper reflection on South African politics and we should give it to them. They've done very well. Yeah, especially on the division front and uh, I understand that, uh, you know, Malema himself spoke about uh, the way COPE was actually um, you know, destabilized by, you know, the connections with the ANC. They did about a year, if my memory serves, uh, in their leadership conference uh, suffer divisions, but again, they sorted them out. How have they managed to control those divisions without creating, you know, breakaways and unhappiness? Because we look at uh, the problems within the other opposition parties and indeed within the ruling party, and there's always this bubbling kind of discontent. Indeed, you know, if you look at the character of the EFF, it's a very fascinating and interesting party. They do have formal processes that they follow within the party. That would be your, your internal processes, their meeting in Bramfontein and so forth. But one thing about them as well that I think it helps them to repel some of the internal division, they also manage to cast themselves as some form of a movement, as a, as a kind of a pressure group that actually operate on the street as well. So when they're having problems when it comes to the formal processes of the party, when some people within the party are raising concern with the internal processes, the decision-making processes, I think pressure is alleviated by the fact that they, they still continue to exist in, in what you can call a semi-anarchic state where they're like a, a pressure group operating on the street. Some form of a civil society organization actually that says that we are united by the vision of uh, taking a stand against uh, corruption within the NC. And I think that dual existence where they can exist on the street and they exist formally, it does help them when they are not doing so well with their internal politics which requires formal processes. They can quickly escape into this the street politics where they can easily galvanize unity and their voice can rise. And I think that is why they've been able to do better than COPE. And I also think that they have learned from COPE they should also give credit to COPE because COPE's implosion have actually shown South Africans that uh, uh, there is a space for opposition parties to emerge. But the problem with those opposition parties most of the time is their failure to deal with internal processes and that results in a problem. The EFF learned from that. Hence, I think they have been able to avoid exactly what uh, got COPE uh, to be at 1% as we speak. Street politics is uh, very useful in terms of building a supporter base, but it gets a bit complicated when you 
you have to tr- translate what you're saying in the street to what you are ultimately going to do if you start uh, gaining control. And as we've seen, the EFF is now part of uh, governing coalitions in a number of uh, our major uh, municipal areas. There has certainly been a sense of change and perhaps moderation. One might call it pragmatism about uh, the way the EFF approaches certain policy issues. What can we make about uh, the changing message? Is it changing or is the, the party maturing and becoming, you know, sort of more in tune with the realities of actually having, uh, you know, actual control uh, in a political sense more than just being a voice? I, I think uh, the, 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 the existence uh, in pursuit of this street politics, the message that they push through street politics and the message they push through in parliament as well, through their formal engagement, it is a strategic, uh, I think, maneuver. It's not something that should be seen as just uh, an accidental. Because, uh, look, EFF, EFF uh, uh, leaders and EFF members are, are quite educated people, uh, some of them pursuing PhD, some of them have got masters, Mr. Malema himself went to study and you listen to him today, you find much better nuances amidst his radicalism than you do five or so years ago. And I think that there is a reality that they are, they are faced with here. Um, they've got about, uh, they're sitting below 10% and where the question is whether are they going to radically uh, change their strategy or are they going to just have some nuances on the margin? Stop picking useless fights that are not going to benefit them in the public discourse and I think there is that awareness you, you listen to them talking them being in parliament participating in parliament they have actually evolved better than most of the opposition parties they are adapting much quickly I think though the dilemma they are facing it's uh, how are they going to perform in 2019 because if you look at the data Stephen uh, you, you you look at COPE COPE entered the, as the third party, and then it got pushed out by the EFF as the new third party. Before COPE, the IFP, Freedom Front Plus, used to vie for the third top position after the ANC and the DA. So what we're going into uh, 2019, uh, my observation, and I'm, I'm, I'm observing very carefully, is whether the EFF will make history by retaining the position of the third party from one election to another. It has not been done recently in South Africa. So if they can even retain what they have and uh, by adjusting their language, I don't know what would it take, they will be able to demonstrate that indeed a third party can consolidate. But if they lower their vote, they lose 2% or 3%, they are going to fall within that very same category of uh, your cope, uh, the third parties that always come and implode after another election. So they're faced with a very difficult task. How to retain who they are, radicalism, a bit of disruptive politics, while at the same time showing ability to grow. They also need to reach out to the middle class, uh, I understand, and I think that they might get sympathy there with the middle class because the middle class in South Africa is very frustrated with the policy. So I think that uh, if they sit down and strategize carefully and, and show a sense of humility in their messaging, they might do even better in the next election.